0: Hello everyone and welcome to A Millennial Learns. Thank you all so much for tuning in to today's episode. Today we are going over the history, you know, geography, climate, basically all about the state of Arkansas. So if you're new here, this is our Thursday episode. We go over a new state every week and we are uh, going over them in the order that they join the union. So we are on state number 25, which is Arkansas. I learned a lot through this episode. I pretty much knew zero before i researched it um, for this i've never been to arkansas i've never tried i don't know i i just haven't known any history about arkansas at all so i learned a lot i hope you will also learn a lot throughout the course of this podcast and i am excited you're here so enjoy the episode <laughs> Right, so before we go into the detailed timeline of Arkansas, let's just talk about kind of the nicknames, the geography, the climate, all of that, so we just kind of have a groundwork for what Arkansas is today. So Arkansas became a state on June 15th, 1836. Again, that makes it the 25th state to join the Union. I researched why Arkansas was named Arkansas and came to a very good article um, on Slate.com that talks about why, not only why Arkansas was named that, but why it's different and a different pronunciation than Kansas. So why, like, why is Kansas pronounced Kansas and Arkansas is not pronounced Arkansas? So the, I'll kind of breeze over the Kansas one, but essentially Kansas was named for the Kansa, a Siouxian tribe that lived in the region. It says the Kansa people were called in plural Kansas. That became the name of the state. So there were, Like various groups, the English, the French, Spanish speakers, and a variety of Native American languages that all kind of spelled it their own way, but eventually um, Kansas kind of won out in what the state was going to be named, but it was based off of that Siouxian tribe. Arkansas was named for a related Siouxian tribe, which was the Quapaw, and the Algonquians who came in called them Akansa, or Arkansas basically because they used an a prefix in front of ethnic groups. So they took Kansa and made it a Kansa basically. Uh, The Alcuin's name for the Quapaw was picked up by others. It was also spelled in a variety of ways, but the French version was Arkansas, which was spelled with a C instead of a K. So that became the basis of how Arkansas was actually pronounced was because of the French influence in the region. It says English speakers took that over after the Louisiana Purchase decided to go with or after the Louisiana Purchase and they decided to go with a modified French spelling and include the K instead of a C. Um, But they also did not pronounce the S. So that is how Arkansas came to be pronounced Arkansas. Another thing that is usually a very quick (laughs) kind of research uh, or read is the state nicknames. So usually it's just like yep here is what the state nickname is and this is why. Arkansas has gone through many state nicknames and so let's just take a take a gander and, and go through them all. The first state nickname was the Bear State because there were just honestly a ton of bears uh, when it was first getting explored. Then there was the Toothpick State which they said isn't quite so literal. This is from onlyinark.com so it's like an Arkansas Uh, culture website so the toothpick state referred to these big double-edged knives called dirks or daggers that people would bring in because there were you know so many black bears around arkansas so these early pioneers and explorers were known by having these big double-edged knives and says whatever they were used for the term helped give arkansas a reputation for being somewhat rough around the edges so They were saying that they used uh, these knives, you know, obviously to kill black bears, but also like as a toothpick, basically. And they were rough around the edges. Then it was called the Rackensack or Rackensack State, uh, which also wasn't a compliment. They were people in Arkansas were kind of portrayed as hillbillies and, and not very kind of like high society. And so that is why this name happened, but it was used to kind of create like they took back kind of the word and created the Sack folklore society and an arkansas musical legacy was born into what is now known as the ozark folk center in mountain view so they kind of um ended up taking pride in the name even though it originally wasn't a compliment then it transitioned to being called the wonder state former arkansas governor charles h bro coined the term the wonder state as he traveled around the south in the 1920s waxing po- uh in the 1920s he was you know very poetic about how many resources there were and attractions that were there were in arkansas and um so that was the first official nickname that was adopted in 1923 and then it was known as the land of opportunity in Well, it says, despite the best efforts of the Arkansas Advancement Association, the state continued to suffer from economic hardship throughout the 20s and 30s, as did most of the country. So during the the Great Depression, this led to another group of businessmen to create what is called the Committee of 100. This group was focused on changing the state's national image and therefore attracting more growth and economic opportunities to Arkansas, which I thought was very interesting. They basically did a rebrand of their whole state their promotional materials used the land of opportunity as the catchphrase. So it was really a way to try to disco- like recover from the economic collapse of the rest of the country. In 1941, the phrase began to be seen on license plates. And in 1953, the Arkansas general assembly supported the committee's efforts further by passing a resolution that dr- dropped the wonder state and changed the motto to the land of opportunity. Then the final, and current nickname is the natural state says to bring us up to date we only have to look back to the 1980s when the state began to build what is today one of our most lucrative industries which is tourism the park system began promoting arkansas as the natural state to highlight it's less commercial but some would say more valuable resource it's beautiful and diverse landscape the nickname proved very popular with the public and in 1995 representative dennis young from miller county introduced formal legislation to retire a land of opportunity and adopt the more popular motto in its place so it has gone through quite a few mottos or nicknames um which is yeah definitely new with a lot of these states okay so as of 2020 the population in arkansas was 3 million making it 34th in population density so not super dense and let's talk a little bit about where arkansas actually is because honestly i'm not sure i I would have known i think i would have only known by process of elimination because i know kind of the surrounding states but arkansas is bordered by missouri in the north tennessee and mississippi in the east louisiana in the south and texas and oklahoma um, in the west the eastern border is completely formed by the mississippi river almost completely by the mississippi river and it's Divided really into five different geographical regions So I will say That I've kind of fallen into a routine of where I get some of these uh, Each one of these pieces of information for example, like for the climate I always kind of go to the same website that specifies each different state. I have found out that Kids National Geographic is the best place to get state geography. It's short and concise, but very very informative so this is from that and again i will link all these uh below so the first region is the ozark mountain region it is uh in the northwest and it's forested uh with plateaus and deep valleys this area features mammoth spring state park and 9 million gallons of water flow through the park each hour so you know that is a ton the second region is the Arkansas River Valley. It's south of the Ozarks, and it includes the, lar- the state's largest river, which is the Arkansas River. It also includes the state's highest point, which is on Magazine Mountain, and that is also in this same Arkansas River Valley region. Which is funny because the Arkansas River Valley, you would think, is a very low, is very low in elevation, by the the name of the. Um, area which is a valley so but it actually has the state's highest point the wichita mountains are another region they're in western and central arkansas they're known for their parallel ridges and valleys it's the smallest national park in the united states is here which is hot springs national park and these hot springs can reach 143 degrees so i really want to go visit the hot springs i've heard they're they're very cool and relaxing the fourth region is the West Gulf Coastal Plain, which is on the south and southwest. It's a lowland with many farms and pine forests. And then the last one is the Mississippi Alluvial Plain, which runs from north to south. It's following the Mississippi River. It's the most fertile low. It's mostly fertile lowland, and it's also called the Delta. So that is the geography, lots of diverse uh, geography there and topography. So makes me definitely want to go to arkansas more i really like when some of the when these states when i think of them i think of like just lowlands but really there's a lot of variety tennessee was the same way where i thought tennessee was just kind of like low fields and then when i read about it there was like six different re- geographical regions and they were all really different sounding so i thought that was uh, very interesting all right the climate so the climate is honestly seems pretty good they have 51 inches of rain a year the national average is 38 inches there's four inches of snow a year the national average is 28 so pretty good on the snow front if you don't like snow it has 12 more more sunny days than the average state at 217 the summer high gets to 91 which is pretty darn hot but the winter low only gets to 28 so not too bad the comfort index is 7.2 making it slightly more comfortable than average and you know the one downside is that the maximum humidity in that summer time uh it can get up to 70% humidity which is not ideal if you're not good with heat like me so uh but overall seems like a pretty good state and pretty good climate okay let's go over the timeline this is from a website called sos.arkansas.gov so again this is a pretty good like i think concise uh time timeline of how arkansas came to be so this timeline starts in 1541 when spanish conquistador hernando de soto leads the first european expedition into arkansas likely crossing the mississippi river near commerce landing which was just south of memphis so that was the first Uh, exploration, but there wasn't another expedition until 130 years later in 1673, when Jesuit father Jacques Marquette and Louis, Louis Joliet, who we have definitely heard about in a lot of other states, they traveled south on the Mississippi River, intent on missionizing and exploring. In July of 1674, they turned back north, having reached the Quapaw villages of Arkansas or Kappa near the confluence of the arkansas and the mississippi rivers so as we mentioned arkansas ended up being named after that quapaw um, tribe and the villages that they encountered here in 1682 we find another guy who we have heard a lot a lot about and he explored seemingly everywhere which was Rene robert cavalier sur de la salle he claimed the mississippi valley for the for king louis the 14th of france he dubbed the whole country in the whole area louisiana so this is what plays into the louisiana purchase later and, and that sort of thing in february la salle's party pauses near present-day memphis to build fort prudhomme which then continues south to the mouth of the river so yes robert Rene robert cavalier or cavalier um he also played a large part in the discovery of Arkansas. 1686, La Poste d'Arkansas, which is the Arkansas post, was established by La Salle's lieutenant, Italian mercenary soldier Henry de Tonti as a trading post. And then later, about 13 years later in 1699, the post was abandoned because there was just not enough business at the time. All right, then we get into the 1700s. 1700, the French Catholic missionaries arrive in present day Arkansas to convert local natives to Christianity. Most natives continue their prior observances despite these efforts. 1717, the Scottish land speculator John Law recruits French settlers for a projected colony to be built in the wilds of present day Arkansas. He promises a life of ease due to the deposits of gold and silver, and he is granted 87,000 acres of land near the Quapaw villages. So now we have a Scottish influence coming in. Okay, 1721, 70 or 80 in- engagés or workmen. Recruited by John Law, arrive at Arkansas Post only to discover it has been abandoned long ago. Now remember, it was abandoned in 1699, and I guess word had not gotten out 22 years later that it had been abandoned, and so all these people showed up, ready to, you know, see this fully functioning Arkansas Post, and they discovered there was nothing there. They were they were welcomed by local Quapaws, but the settlers. Uh, And so that is why the settlers stay, despite finding no gold or silver as they were promised. 1722, adventurer Bernard de la Harpe traveled up the Arkansas River seeking precious metals. He found none, but his journal describes the area of present-day Little Rock. So that's like the first, um, you know, uh, detailed account of what Little Rock looks like. 1731, Louisiana, including present-day Arkansas, becomes a royal colony of France. So we've kind of been over this history in some of the other uh, state podcasts as well. All of these in the area were kind of grouped into Louisiana, which was then part of France for a while, or a colony of France. Seven years later, in 1738, French regulars, militia and Quapaw and Choctaw allies began a two year campaign against the Chickasaw who threatened travelers and residents alike. So there were definitely alliances between the French and the Indians against other Indian tribes. 1740, cotton culture is introduced in the Mississippi Valley by Pierre de Bienville, governor of Louisiana. And then 1753, the Seven Years War or the French and Indian War, which those are known as, you know, the same thing, Uh, breaks out in Europe, pitting France against England. 1762, the Treaty of Fontainebleau in Paris concludes the Seven Years' War. As part of the treaty, France cedes most of its North American possessions to England. A separate secret treaty gives part of Louisiana west of the Mississippi to Spain. I don't really get how this secret treaty works. Like, If you're giving a large portion of land to a different country, is that really like How can that be a secret? But that's what it says. A separate secret treaty gives part of Louisiana West to the Mississippi. Oh my gosh, I keep reading this wrong. A separate secret treaty gives part of Louisiana west of the Mississippi to Spain. So hope that made more sense. I just kept saying Louisiana West and it didn't make sense. Okay, 1779. After several previous relocations, the Arkansas Post moves once more to the Ecor Rouge or the Red Bluffs site, where it remains today. 1783 in April, the Arkansas Post was attacked by a small force of Chickasaws and Englishmen led by a trader like T R A D E R. He was trading things, not a traitor like he stabbed in the back, uh, James Colbert. The small Spanish garrison, commanded by Captain balthazar de Villiers counterattacks and routes colbert's forces then in 1795 the treaty of madrid confirms the right of the united states citizens to navigate on the mississippi river and to ship through the spanish-held ports of new orleans so again there's like a lot of uh, different country influences at this time 1797 campo de la esperanza or field of hope is established in present-day marion in crittenden City, uh, crittenden county which was opposite memphis it served as a spanish naval outpost and defense against chickasaw raiding so lots happening in the 1700s with all these different influences in different countries and you know different powers that are all having an influence in this area but that brings us to the 1800s on October 1st, 1800, French and Spanish diplomats signed the secret treaty of San Ildefonso, which returns Louisiana to French control. Again, why it was secret and from who, I don't really understand because, you know, you're signing a large area of land over to another country. doesn't seem that much of a secret. Um, 1801, on, in June 15th, Juan Manuel del Salcedo, or Salcedo, arrives in New Orleans to take up his duties as the last Spanish governor of Louisiana, unaware that France now owns the province. So, okay, this is how it's and why we know it's secret, basically. They secretly signed over Louisiana to the French, but then this guy from Spain, thinking that they still own it, shows up and is like, hey, I'm going to be governor. They don't know that France, you know, owns this province already. 1803, American diplomats James Monroe and Robert Livingston negotiate to purchase New Orleans to ensure continued American shipping rights. The French government offers them all of Louisiana at a negotiated price of $15 million. By this purchase, present-day Arkansas becomes part of the United States. So the Louisiana Purchase wasn't always the intent of America to buy, like all of it at once. They only wanted to really buy New Orleans, and then the French needed money and so they uh, negotiated to buy all of louisiana 1804 on march 24th president thomas jefferson approves an act of congress dividing the newly acquired former french colony into two parts the territory of orleans and the district of louisiana which now includes present-day arkansas in 1804 at the behest of president jefferson william hunter and george dunbar explore the southern part of the district of louisiana ascending to the Wichita River as far as the Valley of the Vapors, which is today's Hot Springs National Park. So those were discovered in 1804. The southern part of the New Madrid District of Louisiana Territory is now split off from the rest of it in 1806, and it is called the District of Arkansas, not with an S at the end, but with a W, so A R K A N S A W. The district will not have civil officers until two years later in 1808. As of 1810, there were only a thousand people living in the district of Arkansas, not including Native Americans, but only like a thousand Europeans. 1811, on December 16th, the New Madrid earthquake strikes, rendering many homeless and causing land subsidence uh, along the Mississippi River. Okay, 1812, James Madison is president at this time, and on May 6th of that year, he approves an act which set aside 6 million acres of land to be surveyed, divided, and used as bounty lands for soldiers enlisted to fight the British invasion or to be given to those displaced by the New Madrid earthquake. Approximately one-third of the bounty lands are in present-day boundaries of Arkansas. So, there is this kind of reward for if you either fought or you're displaced we're going to give you this piece of land and it also encouraged some more settlement out there and so it's going to be a lot more populated after this um this act uh on june 4th missouri territory which includes arkansas is created by congress again we have talked a little bit about this in other uh, state podcast episodes where it's like when they were in this area they got renamed and thrown around in different <laughs> like territories multiple times so it was in the louisiana territory then it was in the district of arkansas then it got renamed to the missouri territory so it's all a little bit confusing but um eventually arkansas county is created by the missouri legislature in 1813 1815 Uh, President James Madison orders a survey of the Louisiana District in order to divide and distribute military bounty lands. Surveyor's prospect... Oh, his name was Prospect. That's funny. This guy's... uh, The surveyor's name was Prospect K. Robbins and Joseph Brown established the principal meridian and baseline for subsequent surveys of Louisiana purchase lands beginning on October 27th at an initial point located in a headwater swamp where present-day... Lee, Monroe, and Phillips counties intersect. Arkansas, still a part of the Missouri Territory, is divided into two counties. Lawrence, north of the Arkansas River, and Arkansas, mostly south of the stream. Okay. So yeah, the surveying's starting to happen and things are getting divided up a little bit more into these different counties. In 1817, the Cherokee Indian or in 1817, Arkansas's first post office is sited at Davinsville. Davidsonville in Lawrence County the Cherokees are given lands in the Northwest Arkansas in exchange for their homelands in Georgia and Tennessee Fort Smith is established at Bell Point on the Arkansas River um, and then three new counties which were Clark Hempstead and Pulaski are carved from Arkansas County in 1818 the Quapaw were persuaded to give up much of their land south of the Arkansas River to the u.s so that's how they got the land for the the new counties 1819 james monroe who was president at this time signs an act of congress creating the territory of arkansas now is spelled with an s at the end on july 28th the first territory territorial legislature meets at arkansas post uh william woodruff publishes the first edition of the arkansas gazette which was also at Arkansas post. So um, now we have the first like mention in the creation of the territory of Arkansas. Uh, let's see. Okay. 1820 is when the territory territorial. I don't know why I'm having trouble with that word, but the territorial general assembly meets at the Arkansas post in March. Amos Wheeler opens a post office at little rock, Uh, in October, general Andrew Jackson signs a treaty with a Choctaw nation granting the Choctaw lands in Western Arkansas. Okay. Um, so on June 1st of 1821, the territorial government seeking higher ground for a home moves from Arkansas post to Little Rock. 1824, the Quapaw Indians are forced to cede their remaining lands south of the Arkansas River to the U.S. And then a smallpox epidemic, one of many, reaches Arkansas. Um, and then also the first steam-powered sawmill opens that same year. That was again in 1826. Uh, the Cherokee are persuaded up are persuaded to give up their land north in northwest Arkansas and move further west in 1828. Um, I'm trying to find, there's some things that I don't think are really worth mentioning here, but let's see, uh, 1833, a new courthouse for the territory, um, to become the first state capital is now under construction in Little Rock. 1836, this is when Arkansas becomes an official state. Uh, it was signed on June 15th, 1836, and James Conway was elected its first governor. There was a steam-powered ferry that began operation in 1838, and then the um, federal government began construction of its arsenal in Little Rock in 1840. Okay, 1846 is when Congress declares war on the Republic of Mexico, and then in response, Arkansas raised a regiment of volunteer cavalry commanded by the War of 1812 veteran Archibald Yell. So he was an Arkansan. Arkansas? <laughs> And so he helped lead in this war. Okay, on February 23rd, 1847, Arkansas troops participate in the Battle of Buena Vista. Faced by a larger Mexican force, the Arkansas troops break and run until rallied by Yell, who is killed in the action. So he helped inspire and re rally them, but he died in the crossfire. Arkansas's First Railroad was chartered by the legislature in 1853. It was called the Arkansas Central. A school for the blind was created in 1859. And then in 1861, on May 20th, Arkansas was admitted to the Confederate States of America. Its loyalties were divided. Arkansas sends 50,000 troops to the Confederate Army and 15,000 to the Union forces. So it did secede from the... Or secede... From the Union however because it's like kind of in the middle of the country there was a lot of sympathies for both sides so again like a lot of these civil war states especially the ones that were like kind of by the dividing line it wasn't as cut and dry as like okay everyone everyone wanted slavery in the state a lot of people were against slavery and they were less affected by you know having no slaves than some of the deeper South states uh, so yeah, the civil war happens until 1865. Uh, the unionist government at Little Rock becomes the sole constituted authority for the state on May 26th. Reconstruction begins for Arkansas during which the state will revise its constitution twice. So they revised their constitution in 1868 and then again in 1874. 13 counties were placed under martial law in 1868 because of KKK violence. Which so Reconstruction was pretty hard to come by, I think, for Arkansas, at least for these these parts of Arkansas. 1874, Reconstruction ends for Arkansas with a month-long civil war of its own. Republicans Elijah Baxter and Joseph Brooks each claim the governorship. Ultimately, Ulysses S. Grant, who is the president, recognizes Baxter as the lawful governor this was the most interesting thing I had read. Like, they just got out of a civil war of the country. I guess it, at this point it had been nine years. They were still reconstructing after nine years. But, you know, you're recovering from this civil war and there's basically a civil war within your own little state. And so the president had to step in. That is so interesting to me. That's like, there was another state that we learned about that declared war like by itself i think it was maine as a state declared war on like england so some of these little you know fun factoids about states just really i just love um okay president grant signs the hot springs reservation making hot springs national park or what today is hot springs national park in 1877 Uh, let's see, 1891, the separate coach law segregating blacks and whites on trains and trams is enacted. This is Arkansas's first Jim Crow law. The first baseball game in Arkansas is played in 1894. It's played under arc lights in Little Rock's West End Park. Okay, and then two Arkansas regiments of infantry are mustered into service for the war against Spain in 1898. So lots happened in the 1800s um, in Arkansas. So very interesting stuff. Okay, now we are in the 1900s. So the cornerstone for the new state capitol is laid on November 27th on the former grounds of the state penitentiary, overlooking downtown Little Rock. By the end of this year, 42 Arkansas counties will have banned liquor sales as a side note in 1900. Uh, Okay, 1903. There was a book called On the Slow Train Through Arkansas uh, that was published. Um, A collection of hillbilly and racial humor with with little connection to Arkansas realities, it nevertheless contributes to popular perception of Arkansas as an eccentric, ignorant, rural backwater. Although there are only 50 automobiles in the entire state, their owners form the Arkansas Good Roads Association to promote route construction, repair, and maintenance. So those are two separate things. I don't know. Sometimes this timeline just blends them all together like they're related. But no. So this book, On a Slow Train Through Arkansas, really didn't do a lot for the public image of Arkansas. They thought it was like all hillbillies. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of where that comes from. Um... And we kind of mentioned that with the state nicknames. It's like there was this big perception that it was just like all these backwoods people in Arkansas. All right. Diamonds are discovered in Pike County in 1906, the first such deposit to be found in the United States. Arkansas also had big coal mines. And so in 1907, uh, the Arkansas coal mines were producing more than 2.75 million tons of coal. Okay, 1915, the General Assembly passed a statewide prohibition of liquor sales and manufacturing, also in the same year, the state capitol was completed. Okay, 1917, uh, World War I is happening, and Arkansas, uh, Arkansas sent 72,000 um, for service, including African Americans and women. 2,000 will die from, mostly from disease and accidents okay 1919 there was a race there was a race riot that erupted in Elaine which is now Phillips County in October of 1919 there were anywhere between 30 and 100 deaths it leads to an investigation by the governor Charles Breaux Uh, he investigates the issues dividing black and white Arkansans. oil is discovered in 1921 Uh, And then 1925, the state Supreme Court rules in Brickhouse v. Hill that Amendments 7, 8, and 9, which was initiative and referendum, women's suffrage, and an enlarged Supreme Court are all still in effect. There was a big flood on the Mississippi River, which really damaged a lot of farmlands in 1927. Um, Let's see. 1931, so this is like right in the middle of the or not right in the middle, but it's in the Great Depression. It says by the end of 1931, half of Arkansas businesses operating in 1929 are closed, including 192 banks. Uh, the first woman elected to the United States Senate was from Little Rock, Mrs. Hattie Caraway. She was named uh, in 1931 to fill out the Senate term of her deceased husband and she wins a term on her own that November. So she was like the fill-in and then they realized she was doing a great job and then she got was elected as the first woman in the U.S. Senate. Okay, um, let's see. 1941, after the attack on Pearl Harbor, Arkansans flock to recruiting stations to join in the war effort. 200,000 Arkansans will serve, 4,611 die in service. 1942, internment camps for the West Coast Japanese Americans are established near Jerome and uh, Rower, Arkansas. This is something I really need to learn about. Like, the fact that there were internment camps for the Japanese in our country baffles my mind. I mean, not in the fact that, like, we're not capable of doing that because there were, you know, humans are just capable of doing terrible things. But I feel like I learned this only at a pretty surface level and it was really messed up so I need to like really dive into what happened here I mean I get it we're fighting the Japanese but yeah crazy stuff um and I just honestly need to know more about World War II kind of in general okay um let's see 1944 well J. William Fulbright is elected to the United States Senate. Um, Okay, in an early round of the G.I. revolt in 1946, decorated former Marine Sidney P. McMath runs against the Hot Springs political machine for Garland County, prosecuting attorney, and wins. So there's like some inner drama in the G.I. revolt. Some of these are so specific that I don't even, you know, they're not necessarily needed to be brought up uh they were the first african-americans to play professional baseball in arkansas in 1953. Uh, the team is evicted from the cotton states league and then readmitted after uh, the african-american stars are declared eligible ineligible to play so they would basically wouldn't have any black baseball players the cotton states league wouldn't have any black players so Um, yeah we're like really in the you know about to hit like the civil rights movement that is just every time I read a thing about desegregation and like things like this where like African Americans can't play in a certain league because they're black and they've never been a black player then I read the timeline where it's only in 1953 that is like so recent and you know by reading that sentence or that um timeline point you'd think that's like back in the 1800s or 1700s that was just in 1953 that is that's crazy uh let's see okay winthrop rockefeller who is a veteran and grandson of john d rockefeller is tapped to head the arkansas industrial development commission in 1955. there is little rock school desegregation in 1957 which brings international attention to the American civil rights movement and to the divided community of Little Rock. So I feel like the kind of central nature of Arkansas really kind of put it in the forefront of this like national news. Because like, as we mentioned during the Civil War, you know, Arkansas sent troops to both the Union and the Confederate sides. There's sympathies on both sides. It's like this perfect storm of conflict in Little Rock and then the school desegregation happens and it just kind of blew up and and this is why there was so much attention on this 1958 Little Rock high schools are closed for the academic year while political and social controversy over desegregation continues so this is another thing I didn't realize that Little Rock literally had to close all of their schools for a whole year because of how dramatic desegregation was so again 1958 is not crazy we have made a lot of progress in the last like 60 years okay uh Winthrop Rockefeller is elected governor in 1966 he had lost in 1964 to Orville Faubus and promised to try again so uh he Rockefeller becomes the first Republican governor elected since 1874. 1968, a special session in February, the General Assembly passes 67 bills, including a Freedom of Information Act and the state's first General Minimum Wage Act. That November, Arkansas, Arkansas's ratified Amendment 53, which authorized kindergartens in the state's free public schooling system. Okay, um, uh, in February of 1970, a federal judge declared the Arkansas prison system unconstitutional. And then uh, 1974, Dale Bumper successfully challenges J. William Fulbright in the Democratic primary and wins the election to the U.S. Senate. David Pryor of Camden is elected governor university of arkansas law school professor william j clinton loses his race for the third district congressional seat that william j clinton is of course bill clinton who will later be president 1975 um professor william clinton marries hillary rodham um so all, so hillary sorry william or bill clinton is from arkansas one of the famous people from arkansas 1976, Professor Clinton is elected attorney general advocating for victim compensation, the rights of the elderly, tough ethics laws for public officials, tighter oversight of utilities, and opposing the 25-cent pay phone call. He's then elected governor of Arkansas. So I didn't realize Bill Clinton was from Arkansas, and I didn't realize that he was the governor of Arkansas. I guess I'm, like, too young. He was elected president two years before I was born. So um, but yes, he was the a governor of Arkansas before he was president. Okay, 1980. Arkansas is ranked in the top five states in percentage of population over the age of 65 due to the retiree movement. In May, uh, the federal government informs Governor Clinton that Camp Shaffee will house 120,000 Cuban freedom flotilla refugees. Bill Clinton is defeated by Frank White in his bid for a second term as governor. Uh, Bill Clinton is re-elected governor in 1982, and the Quality Education Act is passed by the General Assembly in 1983. Education, once again, becomes a widely discussed issue within Arkansas. Um, In 1984, this is kind of interesting, Amendment 63 gave gave statewide officials a four-year rather than a two-year term so all these like governor elections come up in this timeline every two years and this is the year that they changed it to every four bill clinton is elected again in 1986 this time for a four-year term uh, governor clinton wins a fifth term as governor in 1990 latinos are Arkansas's fastest growing minority population Also, in this year, Tyson Foods of Springdale is the largest broiler chicken processor in the nation. Just fun fact. (laughs) Um, Man, lots of these timeline things are have to do with Bill Clinton. On October third of 1991, Governor Clinton announces he will run for the president of the United States. Uh, The lieutenant governor Jim Guy Tucker becomes the acting governor in Clinton's absence as he runs for president, and then the oldest. Newspaper West of the Mississippi, which was the Arkansas Gazette, published its last issue in this year on October 18th. 1992, Bill Clinton is elected the 42nd president of the U.S. And then the guy who was backfilling him in Arkansas becomes the governor. So Jim Guy Tucker becomes the Arkansas governor. Uh, Bill Clinton in 1996. Well, this says Republican Tim Hill hutchinson is elected to the u.s senate the first of his party in over a hundred years to represent in this st- in to represent the state in washington governor tucker resigns his office in july and is succeeded by republican lieutenant governor mike huckabee in november bill clinton wins re-election to the presidency uh, 1997 there were ceremonies at little rock central high school which marked the 40th anniversary of desegregation And then mike huckabee is elected the uh, arkansas governor in 1997 arkansas returns to a republican majority in the presidential vote in 2000 uh so walmart so this is an interesting one in 2002 bentonville arkansas-based walmart is identified as the world's largest corporation so i did not know that walmart was based in arkansas but it is and it was the world's largest corporation in 2002 um, let's see. In 2006, the Big Dam Bridge opened. It's called D A M, not D A M N. It is the longest purpose-built pedestrian and cycle bridge in the nation. It also, in that year in 2006, implements the Help American Vote Act, the largest federal election reform act in history. Um, 2007, this was was an interesting one. Little Rock schools are released from federal supervision nearly 50 years after President Eisenhower sent troops to escort nine black students to into an all-white central high. So that happened for way too long, 50 years. Um, but I guess they kind of realized it in 2007 and took that away. <laughs> Let's see... Hillary Clinton and Mike Huckabee run for president of the U.S. They're both from Little Rock. Uh, that was in 2008. And neither one of them win. Obama wins. Uh, flash floods swept through Albert Pike Recreation Area um, in 2010. More floods. And then Republicans gained the majority in both the House, the state House of Representatives and the Senate for the first time ever. That was in 2012. So, that is all for the timeline of Arkansas. Again, many interesting things that I learned in a, a very unique history of Arkansas. Okay, famous people from Arkansas. We've mentioned a couple of them. Bill Clinton. There's also Johnny Cash is from there. Douglas MacArthur. Scotty Pippen, who's a basketball player. Al Green, Neo, and Mike Huckabee. Those were all... Uh, the ones that caught my eye, at least, from Arkansas. Okay, now we need to talk about the state symbols. One of my favorite parts of any <laughs> um, podcast. Because it's just so interesting what each state chooses to represent themselves with. And, you know, some are more creative than others, which I like. So, in 1901, Arkansas named the Apple Blossom the state Flower. It was at one time a prime producer of apples in the northwest part of the state, and that's why they chose the apple blossom. There is still an Arkansas Apple Festival that's held in October in this town of Lincoln, Arkansas, um, to this day. So that's pretty cool. The Northern Mockingbird is one of the most popular birds in the South, and it became the state bird of Arkansas in 1929. It says it's intriguing one to listen to and can mimic this music of various birds and other animals. It can be found in Arkansas year round. So good representation of Arkansas. The South Arkansas vine ripe pink tomato, which is a very long name, but that became the state fruit and vegetable in 1987. The Tomato industry has a ripe history in Arkansas and Bradley County is well known for their pink tomatoes. There is also a festival. So the Bradley County Pink Tomato Festival is every year in June, and it's the oldest continuous running festival in Arkansas. As I mentioned in the timeline, the first diamond deposits uh, were fa- in America were found in Arkansas, and so the diamond became the state gem in 1967. Crater of Diamonds State Park in Murfreesboro is one of the only diamond producing sites in the world where the public can search for diamonds and keep what they find so this picture on the website which is just arkansas.com it goes over their state symbols um shows like a whole family like mining for diamonds and it looks really fun bauxite it became this official state rock in 1967. Um, i honestly don't really care that much about the state rock but there is a town of bauxite which even took its name from the rock and it produced most of the world's aluminum so i guess that that is pretty cool actually um let's see quartz crystal became the official state mineral in 1967. you'll find multiple dig your own crystal mines in the wichita in the wichitas with most of them located in the small town of mount ida this is known as the quartz crystal capital of the world so again like Arkansas is so unique I didn't know any of this before but um okay the Dutch oven is the state's cooking vessel (laughs) which was named in 2001 the Dutch oven was the foundation of cookware for early American settlers and they're still popular with culinary enthusiasts today I for one have a Dutch oven that I got when I moved into my condo my parents got it for me and it is honestly the most used thing ever I bake sourdough bread in it I do everything in it. So I get their excitement about a Dutch oven. I, I truly do. Um, many state parks across Arkansas offer Dutch oven cooking classes, and Dutch oven cook offs are also very popular here. Okay, this is really making me want to go to Arkansas, honestly. Like, to, I want to go to the state park and then do a Dutch oven cooking class. Like, that is starting to sound like an ideal trip, to be honest. Rice is the state grain of Arkansas that was named in 2007. It is the top rice producing state in the U.S. Uh, Let's see. The, oh, why can't I, my notes are jumping all over the place, but the Diana fritillary butterfly is the state butterfly that was named in 2007 as well. They're some of the largest butterflies that can be found in the state, and they like the mountain areas of Arkansas. The Cynthiana grape was named the state grape in 2009. It has a rich heritage of vineyards, uh, Arkansas does, uh, vineyards and wineries. And let's see, in nearby Paris, Arkansas, Cowie Wine Cellars offers tours and tastings and is home to the Arkansas Historic Wine Museum. Um, let's see, the Bowie knife became the state knife of Arkansas in to- 2020 it has been the hotbed of bladesmithing throughout history and, uh, around 10% of the world's recognized master bladesmiths are Arkansans. The first bladesmithing school, the Bill Moran School of Bladesmithing was even created in the state in the late 1980s. Okay. That's really cool. Um, that's all the ones that they mentioned in this article. Again, I'll link all these below. Um, but man, this is one of the better episodes, I think of like, I actually have learned so much about Arkansas and really am sold on the fact that it's like a great state you can make a great trip out of going and it's just I don't know they just have so many quirky facts (laughs) so um, okay let's talk about attractions you can go to so if you are planning a trip here are the things that you should try to visit number one is the hot springs national park we talked about the hot springs a decent amount There's also the Little Rock Central High School National Historic Site. So again, this is where desegregation began in 1957. So this is now a historic site. It's still an active education space, it says, with 2,500 students enrolled. Um, But you can tour the school and the historic site. There's the William J. Clinton Presidential Library and Museum, also in Arkansas. There's the Buffalo National River, which is an unpolluted, free-flowing river. It has three designated wilderness areas within its boundaries, and it runs through the Ozark Mountains. Buffalo National River is a protected area and home to deer, bobcats, and a variety of other wildlife. So lots of outdoor stuff. There's the Arkansas Air Museum, which features um, 1920s and 30s racing planes, biplanes, uh, 1940s-era aircraft hangar. A lot of vintage planes there's also the mammoth spring state park so again lots of nature things the crater of diamonds state park which we mentioned where you can um, you know try to find your own and you can keep whatever you find okay here is one of the ones I really want to see the thorn crown chapel okay I know the the Duggers have come under lots of heat recently because the oldest one is disgusting and did a lot of bad things and is now in jail. But when I used to watch the show, I think it was Jessa um, got engaged in this chapel and it's in, because they, they live in Arkansas. It's called the Thorncrown Chapel. It's in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. It says it's uniquely designed a uniquely designed glass and wood structure located in a natural woodland setting. So it has 6,000 square feet of glass and it has 425 windows. It's basically a full chapel of just glass in the woods. Like it is absolutely beautiful. I really, really want to go there. Sunday services are held at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. throughout summer. Um, it's just it would be like the highlight, I think it'd be so amazing. So, uh, I think I'm gonna leave it there. There's definitely more stuff to do in Arkansas, but I think those were the main highlights that I wanted to point out. And that is all for today's episode. Thank you all so much for listening. And I hope you learned as much as I do. I hope someone else gets as much joy from (laughs) these like random facts that I do. But, um, anyway, I I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you learned a lot. If you are from Arkansas or have been there or, know have things you really like to do when you're there let me know dm me uh, my instagram is abby rancor or um yeah so thank you all so much for listening i appreciate your support make sure to go rate and review the podcast if you have not already and drop any comments or suggest to me any comments you want to hear uh for future episodes of the podcast on mondays we do kind of any topic we want. uh, And Thursdays, at least for just the year of 2022, are reserved for these state history ones. So um, if you want to hear about anything else, make sure to leave me a suggestion, uh, DM me about it, all of that. And I would love to get your feedback. So thank you all for listening and I will see you on Monday with another episode. Bye everyone.